We back. Yeah. It's 2024. You know what time it is. Headlines. With Robin the Tap. The headline king. Best media rapper alive. That's right. Yeah, I got something for you. That heat. I got that heat for you. That heat. Yeah. It's a new year, but have no fear. Rob is still kicking. Brand new headlines all up in your ear. Word to Craig Matt. Sit back and relax and defer your opinions like old Tiny's tax. I dodge her attacks. You can't cancel me. I collect the service fee on the block like TMZ with my New York Post. So much power in these streets, they calling me ghost. So let's have a toast to the headline king. You know my bride and my queen. Used to be Alexis. Then we got that Panamera so the world can catch us. Say, just bless us. No shade room. No Aaron Rodgers shrooms or big purple phone. Just Rob on the Zoom calling out the code. So please stay tuned. BSO will never fall. My chips are all lit and I'm standing tall. Because I know all your signs. Jim Harbaugh. I want you to say it with me. Lamar Jackson is going to be all right. I want you to sign it with me. Lamar Jackson is going to be all right. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Say, well, why, why do you say this? Especially if you're probably a, a Ravens fan or a fan of Lamar Jackson. Why? We were the number one seed. We had the number one defense. Lamar was the MVP. This was our year. Man, we lost. Didn't play well. A lot of bonehead decisions on everybody. How can you feel so confident that Lamar Jackson going to be all right? How do you know this, Ron? Well, the answer is simple, my friends. I'm old. <laughs> that's that's the answer. I'm old. And believe it or not, even though I can rarely remember where I put my keys, when it comes to sports, I have a bit of a photographic memory. And my memory goes back probably to the early 90s into now. I'm talking about the early 90s. I'm talking about before people had, you know, email. <laughs> you know, when the internet was dialed up, you had to get the disk from Blockbuster. You know, when the desktop computers was 500 pounds. You know, I'm talking about way back. So I remember things that maybe you young people or people that are infatuated with social media don't, don't remember. See, I remember Peyton Manning. I remember a young Peyton Manning. See, you may know Peyton Manning from, you know, the him and Eli, you know, maybe on Saturday Night Live. Maybe you saw the back end uh, of Peyton's career. But I, I remember young Peyton. And I got some stats for you. See, we're talking about facts, not feeling, as my my homeboy, IBFP, I, would say. These, these are facts. In Peyton Manning's first playoff game, he went 19 for 42. 
45% from the field. In his third playoff game, he went 14 of 31 for 137 yards and two interceptions and lost 41 to nothing. A goose egg, so to speak. In Peyton's fourth playoff appearance, he won his first two playoff games and he was cooking. I mean, he had a five-touchdown game, zero interception. He had a three-touchdown game, no interception. He completed 84% of his passes, completed 73. I mean, my man was cooking. He had a perfect rating in a playoff game. Then he came up against the Patriots, and he went 23 of 47 with four into. So as you can see, it was a bit of a rocky start for young Peyton. You know, a lot of you guys remember, you know Michael Jordan, right? The GOAT. Michael Jordan, 6-0 in the NBA Finals. You know Michael Jordan, right? Everybody knows Michael Jordan. Shot his little shot over homeboy, win the championship, passed it out to Steve Kerr, passed it out to John Stockton, you know. Made Ewan and uh, Barkley and them boys and, and uh, Reggie Miller never have a title. Sean Kim, Gary Payton, and them boys never got a title. You remember Michael Jordan, don't you? Remember it took Michael Jordan seven years to win his first title? Seven years of getting his ass beat by the Celtics and the Pistons. You remember that? I remember that was an article all time ago. They were talking about Michael Jordan versus Larry Bird. They said Michael Jordan, they said he never won a title because his play was too selfish. He wasn't a team player like Larry Bird. He'd never win a title that way. You remember Kobe Bryant, right? Rest in peace, Miss Kobe. Everybody remembers Kobe Bryant. Mamba mentality. Dropped 81 on our boy Jalen Rose. Everybody remembers Kobe. Rest in peace. But do you remember Kobe after Shaq? See, I vividly remember Kobe after Shaq. You know why? Because they said Kobe would never, ever, 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 ever win another title without Shaq. Shaq went to the Heat, won a title with D-Wade, did a rap song, Kobe, how my ass tastes. Now, I don't know about them bars. I, I do not condone those bars. But look it up. It's on YouTube. Shaq, Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes showing his rings. It's okay. There was articles written. Never win again. He had never, he's too selfish. He'll never win again. Never ever. Kobe won two of those things. Steph Curry. <laughs> they remember Steph Curry, right? Stephanus. Right? You remember Steph Curry? Greatest shooter of all time. You just saw him the other day out there balling with LeBron. You remember Steph Curry, right? Steph Curry, who never had a finals 
MVP. Steph Curry, when Kevin Durant left, they said, well, that's it for the Warriors dynasty. Steph never be able to carry a team by himself. He needed KD. Yeah, he won one without KD, but he couldn't. He was 73-9. and nine. They couldn't win one. LeBron came back from 3-1. He ain't clutch. He's a great shooter. But he, remember all that? That was recently. Steph Curry came in to the, not the old Boston Garden. Was it the TD Bank? What is it? I don't know. I still call it the Boston Garden. Came in to Boston. Mr. Light Skin lit them boys up right when the Celtics thought they were, had that series. You know how cold you got to be to win an NBA Finals on the road? I say all this to say that Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and hopefully C.J. Stroud, you're going to get your chance, hopefully. Doesn't mean you're going to win. Doesn't mean you're going to lose. The facts are, you're young. And you just got to keep playing. And you're going to be okay. You look at someone like Aaron Rodgers, right? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, let's pull this up right quick. Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP. A-Rod, amazing regular season record. 148 and 75, one time. 475 touchdowns, only 105 interceptions. Now, we're not talking about conspiracy theory, Aaron Rodgers, or MAGA Aaron Rodgers, or, or you know, I'm, I'm maybe vaccinated Aaron Rodgers. We're just talking about quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Four-time MVP. Guaranteed Hall of Famer. How many uh, Super Bowls does he have? He has one. He has one. He has one Super Bowl. He's easy, easy. And he got it early. <laughs> 2010. So we're 14 years later and sniffed another championship. It's unfortunate. You just never know. Remember John Elway? John Elway got cooked early in his career in the Super Bowl. Came back one at the end. The story, not to go all Cody Rose on you, is not finished for these guys. They're just in the beginning of it. That's why, if you're Lamar Jackson, hold your head up high. Would you prefer a career like Lamar Jackson or Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? And I got nothing but love for Kirk Cousins. Nothing but love for Kirk Cousins. The man is the only man that gets away the better contracts with the owners. He's the only one that gets over on the owners. He's an average quarterback. He's average. Lamar Jackson is, is elite. He's an MVP. Don't win MVPs by accident. <laughs> okay? So he has time. Now, how much time? You never know. Could be Dan Marino. Got there once, never got back. You could be Matt Ryan. Got there once, was up 28 to 3. 
literally just had to run the ball. If you just run, if they would have ran the ball every single play, no passes, they win that Super Bowl. Never got back. That's why when someone like Dad Campbell makes those gambles, if they don't pay off, never know. You might never get back. You just never know when it's your time. The difference, I would say, with Lamar Jackson is this. People love, and I shouldn't say people, racists, do not like for black men to succeed. It scares them. It bothers them. It's just like the lady that went into Target and saw the shirt with the, the little black girl on it that said black joy is revolutionary. Triggered it. Can stand it. Something about black men that don't fit into their box that makes them afraid. That makes them want them to fail. That they can then use their failure as a way to try to illustrate their superiority. That's when it gets away from football. That's the problem I have with some people talking about Lamar Jackson. Anybody can be criticized. You play a bad game, you should be critiqued. But let me tell you something. In the history of the NFL, anytime a quarterback has a bad game, be it in the playoffs, be it in the regular season, be it throughout their career, when people critique them, they say things like, he's not clutch. Hey, he does, he's not accurate. Or he, he doesn't read. Things. What they don't say is he can't pass. That's brainwashing, okay? You cannot be a quarterback in the NFL, a two-time MVP, a guy that's led the league in touchdown passes before. Not running. We're not talking about combined to the Led the league in touchdown passes before. It's not like he had 10 touchdowns. He had 27. Very solid number this year. No one they know. He can't pass. Oh, I said, I've said it for years. He can't pass. He can't pass. He can't pass. That's brainwashing. That's the same thing they tell you about black people in general. It's a brainwash. It's a brainwash. That well, black people can't do this. Or black people can't do that. Or they're not smart enough to be the GM. They're not smart enough to be the coach. They're not smart enough to be the quarterback. Oh, he can't pass. There was nothing that Brock Purdy did yesterday that was any different than what Lamar Jackson does. He made a couple of clutch runs, and he had a couple of lucky passes. If you, you don't put face paint on Brock Purdy, he looked like a little bit of a slower version then Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he had a Lamar Jackson game. Threw for the 250, ran for another 50. Clutch runs at that. The only difference is he's white. <laughs> That's why they don't like to compare Josh Allen to Cam Newton. They're the same person. He's white. Look better. That's the difference. And so when you say, well, well, Patrick Mahomes is black. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is is half black, but he fits their box. He's Taylor Swift. Black people.
people are the only culture that gets separated. Got your, got your light skinned black. Got your dark skinned black. You got your your, your hip hop black. You got your your your, your nerd black. You got that's the only culture that's like that. It's the only culture that society and sometimes ourselves as black people separate each other. You know, so it's 18 different Italians, 18 different Asians, 18 different Japanese people. You don't put them in a box. Just They're just one. Just, you know, white people are just white. Only black people are put in this box. And if the majority feels that you're they're comfortable with, comfortable. And this is not a knock on the play. Like, this is not a knock on Russell Wilson. He is what he is. As long as he's been his authentic self, that's all that matters. But he makes him comfortable. Mahomes makes them comfortable because his wife is white. His kids look white. His mom is white. His best friend is, is, is Travis Kelsey. And his girl is Taylor Swift. Easier box to put in. When we don't fit into the box that they feel is comfortable to them, they prey on our down. It's as if somehow Lamar Jackson winning the Super Bowl is going to destroy everything in the world. So it's a very much correlation to Barack Obama winning the presidency. It freaked him out. Not so much that Barack Obama won. It freaked him out because a black man won. See how society has reacted to that. Not well. <laughs> the, just the thought that a black man can be president has screwed us up for the last almost eight years, 10 years. The thought of that is appalling to them. And we don't want the presidency. And hey, and in some instances, sports are more important than politics to, to racist people. The thought of a Lamar Jackson winning a championship is just, they can't handle it. So they have to make up things. They have to create a narrative. And it's sad that some in our media help push that narrative. You could come out today and I didn't watch any of the shows, so maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. But you can come out today and say, hey, Lamar did not play well. He knows he didn't play well. But you can also say he's 27 years old. He's a two-time MVP. They're loaded. And he can continue to improve. You can show the improvements that he's made from year one to year six or seven that he's in now. And what he, and then you can speak about what he can do better going forward. Now, does that, that maybe that would get ratings. Maybe that doesn't get the ratings that you want. But that's how people should handle things. That's how people should deal with things. Brett Favre, welfare Favre, was in the league 150 years, right? In the league a long time, right? One Super Bowl. Three-time All-Pro, three-time AP MVP. One time, Brett Falk threw six interceptions 
in a playoff game. Six interceptions. Another one, he threw four interceptions in a playoff game. Only won one championship. 13 and 11 in the playoffs. Peyton Manning, 14 and 13 in the playoffs. It's difficult to win championships. It's difficult to win in the playoffs. Even the greats are about 500 in the playoffs. What's Josh Allen? Five and six, five and five? What's Lamar? Three, uh, two and four, <laughs> two and three, something like that. Two and four. It's hard. It's difficult. But it's okay. It's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. As media, I think it's important that we understand the difference between critiquing and protecting. Someone said to me, and I thought it was very actually profound for, for social media, to be honest with you. I was talking about Lamar Jackson. And then he, the, the person said, you know, I agree with you for the most part, but but do you feel like there's a level of protectiveness uh, within the community and within the media of Lamar Jackson because of all of the other stuff that, that I had spoken of? And, and you know, somebody's right. He is right. You, you are more protective of someone that you feel needs protect, protecting. But don't get me wrong, he's a grown man. He can handle his, his, himself. But I think it's hard for people to understand who aren't black to really know how it feels to be marginalized, how to do your best, to be one of the best at something and still be made to be feel uh, feel inferior. It's very, very difficult, I think, for a white person to understand that. It's very, very difficult for a white person to understand the paranoia uh, that goes into just existing <laughs> in this society. So, you know, so, you know, someone said, Hey, you know, I just, I'm just talking about Lamar. They said, I don't see, well, as a black person, you don't have that benefit. I wish I couldn't see color. I wish I couldn't see it. I wish, cause it wouldn't be there. But when you're black, you can see it clearly <laughs> all the time. The quarterback lady, she left, disappeared after that. Soon as Lamar lost, she came back sipping her tea. Now, to me, you got to, you know, stand on business. That's how you feel. That's how you feel. You know, whatever you think about Skip Bayless or Kyle Cowherd or, or Stephen A. or Perk or Uncle Shannon and all them, they on TV every day. So if they say something, they got to ride with it. Don't hide and run. And then when it's not in your favor, come back sipping your tea. See, that's 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 weak sauce. That's garbage truck juice. That's weak sauce. Don't do that. Are you getting a are you trying to say that you're happy that someone lost a football game because it validated your racist take? I mean, think about that for a minute. <laughs> Like, really think about that for a minute. Is is that what you're trying to say? Or if you're going to be a professional, a professional just, you know, come out and say, you know, you had a bad game. I don't have any ill will toward him. This is not personal. You know, I hope 
he does better in the future. But at, on that day, they lost to the better team. How about being just a professional? Is that is that so much to ask for? And that is why I say on a certain level, some people, because Lamar Jackson doesn't fit into that black box that they want to fit, gets joy out of his failure. Now, this is not unusual because, as I've told you many times, failure is better for media. I remember uh, when I was in, in college, um, uh, I was talking to a, a guy that worked at a newspaper and he worked at the crime, you know, beat. And he made it perfectly clear to me. He said, a dead body is better than one that's alive. Now, it's a very harsh way of saying it. But a murder gets more attention than an attempted murder. You see what I'm saying? Someone dead gets more attention than someone that made it through. Someone People make it just say, ah, he made it. And they go on to the next thing. You try to solve murders. Nobody tried to solve attempted murders. That's what he told me. I remember it to this day. In sports, the losing gets more attention than the winning. Remember when the Nuggets beat the Lakers? And for the next five days, even though the Nuggets were going to the finals, they talked about the Lakers. Remember the Cowboys lost? They didn't talk about Green Bay at all. They talked about they, today. What were they talking about today? Not so much Kansas City. Not so much the 49ers. They were talking about Lamar. They had Campbell's two-point convert. Losing generates business. So that comes with the game. That is the game, which I try to teach you guys from time to time. So don't worry. Lamar be fine. I just had to get that off of my chest. Sometimes you can't articulate what you're really trying to say on social media, just the type of words. Sometimes you got to say, there's no script. I don't have anything here. This is just how I feel, you know, about the situation. So before I let you go, though, BG hits. There's a subset of people that thinks that something's wrong if you don't like Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I think that needs to be clarified, okay? There's a difference between being generally like upset about something to where it bothers you like when you're just sitting on your couch, you're just reading a book, you're just driving around. And uh, and just being annoyed by something that is annoying, okay? If you have kids, you understand, you know, what I mean about this, right? I do think there is a subset of people that take the Taylor Swift thing too far, okay? Take it way too far. Obviously, there's a, a political side of it. For whatever reason, it's turned into, you know, I guess, you know, she's woke. I don't I don't know what's going on. She's woke because he he does the Pfizer commercials. I don't, I don't I'm not even on that. But what, I, what I'm trying to say is that annoyance is for a game, okay? <laughs> it's okay to be annoyed at something. As a human, you're allowed to be annoyed at something. And you shouldn't feel bad about it. Like, it doesn't mean that things are going to change. It doesn't mean... But if you personally are annoyed by something, that's okay. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't be annoyed by something. And listen... It could be a million, five million little girls that are watching the Super Bowl because Ooh, Taylor Swift said it. That's great. That's great for them. That's great for the NFL or whatever, right? That has nothing to do with me. I don't like it. <laughs> okay? I hear say, 
I didn't like it before Taylor Swift. I didn't like it when they were showing Brittany Mahomes. I wasn't liking it when Jackson was TikToking every day. I don't like it. It's annoying to me. It takes away from the game. It's overkill. That's what it is. It's it's not so much the individual, right? It's not Taylor. It's not. The, it's the overdoing it, which is like you're doing too much. That's what's, uh, you know, annoying. Like when the, the Brittany Mahomes, you're the streaming, you're doing too much, right? That is annoying. Josh Allen is dating Hawkeye. <laughs> Haley Stansfield, five times hotter than Taylor Swift. But they keep it low key. It's not a big deal. Everything's fine. Had no annoyance with that. It's you're doing too much. And let me tell you something. This is from experience of covering sports entertainment, uh, music, uh, TV, all of this stuff for almost 20 years now. Almost 20 years now. They're not going to last. Okay. And it, hey, let, let me rephrase that. If they do, more pod to them. I hope they have a bunch of Taylor baby kids or whatever, the bunch of tight ends, whatever, 20 years from now, they'll be playing in the league. That would be a beautiful thing if that happens. That happen. It's not going to happen, okay? It's not. It's just not. Every single time you guys say somebody's relationship goes, it goes to shit. Every single time. You know why? Because you're overdoing it. You're overdoing it. The people that are low-key, everything works out. Anything that this is public never works out. This is a the uh the mission. This is a the J Lo Ben Affleck from the 90s. It's, it's not gonna work out. Okay. And and I don't want everybody to be upset and acting all crazy and, and whatever when it happens. Okay. Because celebrities should not be your relationship goals. If your parents have been married for 30 years, that should be really relationship goals. So it's a whole couple right across the street from me, been married for 40 years. That guy named Fred, nicest guy of all time. That's my relationship goes. Fred goes out, goes fishing and stuff and all doing all this stuff. Like he's 70, 80 years old, happiest man I've ever seen in my life. That's my relationship goes. Not Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Okay? And it's annoying. In the NFL, I understand why you do it. There was a time where I posted Kardashians every day. I understand. So you got to do what you got to do. The bills have to be paid. I get it. I understand that does not change the fact that it's okay for me to be annoyed. It's you know, but you, you add Tony Romo and all, it's just it's just it's it's annoying. It's just annoying, and it seems like you're playing favorites just because you highlight them so much. And like I said, it's not Taylor Swift per se. It's Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and used to have a black girlfriend. It's, it's Mahomes and his mother and his crazy weird old brother and Britney Big Mouth. And all. It's just a lot that's going on. His dad's smoking cigarettes. His mom is MAGA and don't like Trayvon Martin. Like, it's just a lot to take in when you're just trying to watch a football game. Okay? So if you are annoyed by that, don't let anybody on social media tell you that it's a problem. Um, there's nothing you can really do about it. Uh, I understand it's not necessarily the Super Bowl that a lot of people wanted to see, but it is what we got. And, you know, shout out to the Chiefs. Can't kill them. The Jason Voorhees. 
Shout out to the 49ers. Uh, Shanahan has had a reputation of not being able to close games when he's behind. Purdy's had a reputation of not being able to do it. When they're behind, they did it twice. They got a lot of help, but they did it twice. <laughs> you, I mean, if you get help and you capitalize on it, you did it twice. I'll be headed off to, to Vegas uh, for the entire uh, Super Bowl week. Uh, so there'll be a lot of coverage and probably do a live headlines uh, at some point. Maybe we just go live from somewhere. I don't know. Um, I have predictions on the game. I kind of have a thought of the way that it's going to go, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I had, to get, I had to get all that off my chest. Whew. I feel much better now. I'm out.